Once upon a, oh, there we go. Okay. We go. Yeah. I didn't get the roll before. It's fine. Hello. It was listeners. just you kind of yelling from the back of your throat. Just kind of. It's a bad way uh, to start. When do we ever start any of these episodes? Like, well, though, is the question. I was listening to the, the last egg. one. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one. I was listening to the last one we did, um, which was way back in July. Can you believe that? I was looking at those dates. I'm like, when was the last one? I've got a January and April and July. Is that it? <laughs> it feels like we've done simultaneously like five of these and also that we did one. <laughs> I think that's because each of these like... takes its toll. <laughs> Like three quarters of the way through, if anybody could see our faces, it would just be like, wow, they, they've aged. It's just like, it's like the pictures uh, that are like Barack Obama, like with the day he took the presidency, yeah. versus Barack Obama the day he left. It's like, like oh, God. Oh, you poor boy. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, Boise. You're, Friendo. Your poor heart. Your poor heart. Um. Yeah. So, hi, welcome to the Keynote Thirst Podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. This is Brendan. Um, <laughs> it's it's Brendan. You know you know what time it is. Oh, I know what time it is. You know what time it is, Brendan. My soul is steeled. My mind is ready. Your loins are girded. My loins just got rid of them. I'm like, take them away. Today, they do not need the risk. They're down in the vaults with the children and the old You people. have your tartan diaper on and yep, secured. Yeah tightly so that no erections can happen i have locked up my lust spending nub in my yes. redemption tunnel and <laughs> it's like, fucked up is those are all from the same book like, <laughs> right like and it's all that i can think of i'm like my, i both possess the knowledge of and no recollection for the details of the other two but if i like go back i know that i will be like shown horrors that are totally within my comprehension for me it's like it's like the gem the fairy woman at the very end the 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 uh the the bed and then it's also the the, the time slip one where and then he has the he fights the man in the ocean and stabs him in the fucking face yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh yeah and they go There's... they go to the future and then they go back to the past and they go to the future again and then they go back to the past again now see if michael j fox could be get cast in the um the recreation of that the hbo Short would he would he created. be one of the heroines or would he be would he be one oh, no, of I'm, the Scotsmen? Doesn't matter. Does doesn't not ma- oh, matter. Oh, doesn't matter. All. Okay. As long as we get the Back to the Future crew. This is on true. Yeah. Sexy kilt Viking. Damn, I, f- not I fucking Vikings. love those there movies. Were Vikings. Yeah. Well, there were Vikings. There were fake there Vikings were. and there were real Vikings. Right, because the Larpers were also thieves and yes. treasure yes. hunters. Yes. Yes. And then the naked men. The naked ghost men charged at them in the woods and scared them. And then they did find the treasure. And then they saved the old folks' home slash castle. Which is basically every time I've gone to the woods. So that kind of reads. Yeah, Yeah, basically, right? I mean, yeah, I definitely like to chase people naked in the woods. (laughs) So I I have the I have the four. You can't (gasps) the green screen. The full collection. I have the four. No, it's not the full collection. This is the first. So. 
this series, I I can't probably like my microphone is sound right now is probably terrible. I'm holding up a wall. It's amazing. Of these books. Um, uh, <clears throat> they're they're all good. They're like pastel. The first one's pastel yellow. The next one's pastel pink. And then it's pastel green. And then it's pastel blue. And they are like choice early two thousands rom com like movie poster style fantastic love them work into those paperbacks they've been working in them they're stylistically like very fun they're very simple i love them very much i think that they look a lot better than a lot of things that come out now um that being said this is the end of an era because mm. because it is now at this point as we dive into book four which is by the way called some like it kilted I don't know why. Um, Hell yes. They do. <laughs> um, yeah, they. Re- if we've learned nothing else from these books, Allie McKay, you wily bitch, it is that the American women do sums like it kilted. Uh, more often than not, they like it kilted. No, but this is the end. This is the end because we have two more books left in this series, and it feels like not an end when you say there's fifty percent as much to come. Well, there's not 50%. There's only two more books. We, we're at four. Um, oh, no. after. So there's one yes. more after. There are yes. five. That's no, there, is, there the are time. six. So after four, we'd have two Because more, we're doing four today. Four? We're doing four today. Yes. Four, four is the end of the era because um, after this point, we get in. The books take a sharp U.A. Uh, the, the sharpest of U.A.s. And but still in the same universe. Still in the same universe, but they become much less funny and like lighthearted, like bug nuts shit. And they become much more serious paranormal romances. Like the covers change, the tone changes, the like cast of characters. Like the next book, I haven't actually read it yet. I, I read like the first couple of chapters. Um, the next book has. One of the the sister of the the character, the the heroine in this book, um, but no one else is connected, and it starts out with a grisly slaughtering of a town. What well, I that so yeah. did the Game of Ru- Thrones writers take over? <laughs> like, I'm like for real, it's like I don't, and it, what I think it has something to do with the fact that this last one that we're talking about today, the end of the era of the pastel era, um which is Some Like It Kilted, was published in 2010. The next one was published in, like, 2012. And I wonder if the oh. end of the world had something to do with Right? Like, <laughs> like everyone else, Alan McKay went through some things and was like, okay, no, this, yeah. is, not, this is not the art that the world needs right like, now. I, I can guess, do better. I guess it was the end, maybe, of, like, the popularity of paranormal rom-coms, perhaps hmm. right like i think at that point we got a little bit grittier and we got a little bit more like i don't know i wasn't really reading romance novels at that time but i i think that kind of jives with a lot of what was going on where people were writing a lot more like suspenseful romance like people wanted just like more drama and less humor and these books are don't get me like don't get it twisted these books are fucking hilarious like I don't like rom-coms. These books are so fucking funny. They are, they are so unhinged. But after the slaughter. But like then we get to this point where it's like, okay, it's a really weird transition too because 
clearly there's still threads of the f- the funny shit because like the character that appears at the end of this book but is also the heroine in the next book is objectively like like the premise of her character is hilarious she's a paranormal investigator and she's obsessed with scotland and she works at a like a shop called ye old pagan times like honestly is- that's that's as on brand as it could possibly be for this series. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's hilarious. Her name is um I forget what her well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but she has a ridiculous name. Um so I just like but but again, she's the heroine, but we open up the book with a village being slaughtered and this man's like love of his life who he's on his way to marry being brutally murdered and he holds her like body as she's dying and like and like that's the opening. So it's weird that like her funny character has anything to do with that story. And then the next one, which I have read because I read them kind of out of order. Right, um, right, right. Is fully like very serious. Like there's a couple of like little sort of funny moments, but it's mostly like kind of dark. So so these are like tree rings or like the fossil record of paperbacks where you get to like yeah. see where like something bad happened here. You can see where it's charred. <laughs> you can see where everyone started to get real down on the world. This <laughs> dark bit where the rust set in. Yeah, that that was a time. And now we're in this weird era where like everyone is trying really hard to ignore the bad things that are happening. And so everyone's writing really bad rom-coms. Um, and Fabulous. These no are notes. for all of that. I have questions about Ali McKay's uh, love of Scotland, shall we say? <laughs> um, and I have questions about her like plot choices, shall we say? Occasionally, um, she, you I, know what? It's it's daring. It's bold. It's, it's bold. It's, you could even say it is bold and it is brash. Yeah. Um, but for all that, I for all of that. These books are very funny. These books are well-written for what they are, which is, like, a pre, I think, it, it was still in that time, too, where, like, we weren't yet super comfortable with explicit language in romance novels. Like, we were we were mm-hmm. getting there, and people were publishing those. Like, Cressley Cole um, has some pretty explicit language, but even hers kind of walked the line sometimes of being a little vague. Um, Thus lust spending nub. Thus, less spending nub. That is the most egregious I think Ellen McKay gets. Um, but even in these books, this last one, I was thinking about it today. I was reading it. And I was like, oh, this one is more explicit than any of the other ones. She finally um, says dong. She doesn't say dong. I don't even think she says, I don't even think she says dick or cock or anything in here. I'm thinking about it. I don't think so. Very Definitely not pussy. Also, yeah. Definitely not any of those. You're welcome. Least of all. Shaved pussy, which is oh god. Okay. Anyway, I just I think there's a lot to talk about here because I think this like this book in particular is definitely my favorite, but it also I think represents a really interesting time in romance and in the transition of what romance has become from what it was, which was you know it's always very interesting to to look at that kind of stuff. It's a very transitional book, but. Before we get there, before we talk about my favorite character in this series, yes. Bran of Vara, which I definitely blew out my mic, but <laughs> right. hold on, Bran of Vara. <laughs> Cue the drop of the Bran flag behind I me. I fucking love Bran. He's so good. He's so good. But we can't. We can't yet. We can't because it has been a while, and because this might be, God help you, someone's first episode. Um, Brendan, I want you to try and explain the timeline of this series. 
Which ver? Okay, so okay, the first fun bit is that we're no. always talking <laughs> about two timelines because there's always the past timeline and then the present timeline. And the present timeline <laughs> always has someone highly educated who's also working a really weird job. Like No, I mean, t- the timeline of, like, the books we have read. Can you just recap, like, what came first, what couples came first, what happened? Like, oh, you just, like... God, like- <laughs> no. I can hold on. These are flashes. You don't read these. You are, like, endured through them. The, the, or there, there was... Names are gonna be bad. But there was a... There was a... A journalist slash archaeologist, I think, who is like shamed and buys a bed and the bed winds up being haunted by. <laughs> You're mixing up two of them. One of them found that Christopher Columbus wasn't the first person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... And that was a different one. The bed one was different. She was the paranormal tour guide. The haunted bed was not the first one? So, okay, here's where we fucked up. I it, feel like it is emblematic of of the series. It really is the most fitting way we could have done this. We fucked up because <laughs> we read, we talked about the second book first. That is where oh. we went wrong. So the order goes. Okay, so we have to keep track of their timelines and our yes, timeline. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. And there are many timelines within. Um, okay, so yeah, Highlander, catch up, Marvel. In, Highlander in her bed is the first. That was published in 2006. Um, this one, Whoop. a Whoop. paranormal investigator who doesn't believe in ghosts and who is from the United States, right. um, in, inherits a castle um, and in so doing also happens to buy a cursed bed that has a mean ghost attached to it um so on and so forth he attempts to scare her away from sleeping in the bed because he has a blood feud with her family um they fall in love uh they try to bone several times he becomes incorporeal a lot um there's a renaissance fair she starts a museum and then he he what gets his body back when they find his dead ass body and the gem that he touched which did curse him so that's the first one right which does not end like this fourth one begins in a brutal slaughter no no right that's we have two. not reached the we have no we haven't reached the <laughs> yes brutal slaughter happens in the second one that just happened to be the first one we talked about yes. so it's important to note that this one it Technically, the series has been rebranded. So you can read all of these on KU, by the way. I highly recommend. You'll have a great time. Um, You'll be very confused. Um, uh, The series has been rebranded as the Ravenscraig series. Nowhere on these books does it say Ravenscraig. However, this first book takes place at Ravenscraig Castle. And Ravenscraig comes up in every single one of the books afterwards. Like, all of the heroines end up at some point either passing through or staying at Ravenscraig Castle. Whereas previously it was just the Highlander saga or something? It's not even, it doesn't even have a series title on the, on the books. Yeah. I, which, which I guess was an oversight for sure. Yeah. I mean, Um, could you imagine reading the first and not thinking this will be a a minimum of six part series? Yeah. I I fucking would kill to fucking watch these things, dude. The day seven Um, comes out, we're having a party. Um, I, I fucking, I want it. Like, oh, if I could talk to Ali McKay. Oh God. Okay. Anyway. Um, so that was first, that was first book. 
Second book involved uh, a paranormal investigator slash farseer slash right. journalist who works for a paranormal magazine. Um, she uh, is basically running away from hordes of people who are really mad that she proved that Christopher Columbus was not the first person to land in America. Not the first white person to land in America, but it was to Vikings. And so she takes an assignment to go to Scotland. And in so doing, she encounters a ghost from her past, quite literally. Um, the man that she has had a relationship with in her dreams for like 10 fucking years. And never questioned. And was <laughs> and just never like... Questioned. Her My like fourteenth century Highlander, um, and she ends up slipping through time to join him in the flesh in his time. And um, people think she's a witch, and she is poisoned at one point. And uh, he ends up having a, a dastardly battle with his evil cousin um, that ends up with him uh, putting his sword through him, his his full face in in the water. Um, they go back and forth between times several times, and then um, her family is just like totally chill with her disappearing into time, and they end up meeting her descendant on a tour, and that's book two. I'm Boom. very good at summarizing these. Oh yeah, I mean there is also a lot of detail we have to gloss over. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Now let's so see how much. Now do three like that. Do three concise. <laughs> Three is absolutely the most batshit Gadzooks crazy town banana pants book out of all of these books. Like straight up nonsense crazy town shit. A lot of like Memnock the it. Devil vibes like when the Anne Rice devil... lost it. Well, this one had the devil in it. It had yes. multiple devils. It had the devil. It had a man named Hardwick to Studley who had a had a erection for 700 years. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> his name was hard win but everyone called him hard wick and he just let them do that to the point where the heroine he only knows him as Hardwick. if you so get the that. nickname Hardwick because of your legendary schlong like you were absolutely <laughs> adopting that as your name for the next 700 years not just legendary cursed by a bard wizard who is mad that he got all the ladies like perfect you couldn't have hoped for that you would have had to pay that bard <laughs> Um, so he he bones down every single night for 700 years, and he can never, ever, 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 ever let go of his erection. It is it is there forever. It is his constant companion. That in his shield, which he strategically places over his crotch when he talks to people. Poor man. Um, poor man. Very sad for him. Except he petitions the devil to, to end his curse, and the devil says, okay, if you can go one year and a day without getting a hard-on, you will be free of this curse and you can go peacefully into whatever is next. So he and, does the natural thing. And he hides away at an old folks home in a castle. And oh my God. But wait, but that's not the full solution. What else does he do to not get a hard on for a year and a day, Abigail? Well, first the heroine has to show up and then he has to make a diaper, obviously. <laughs> you know, like you learned in school. He they, he is so desperate to be with this with this woman who is a jewelry maker who has been scorned by her once her wealthy fiance. Um and she's running away to visit family. Uh, in this old folks home slash castle. Um, she uh, she wants to be with him very muchly, and he wants to be with her after a while, after he has stopped cursing her for her magnificent bazooms. Um, and then uh, he, he makes himself a diaper so that he can go down on her without getting an erection. Nice woolly goodness. <laughs> he makes himself, I'm sorry, not a diaper. That that is That is misleading. It was a woolen chastity belt. 
Yep, this is where we are. <clears throat> and then there was a whole Scooby-Doo mm. plot. There he was... could have Man of the Masked it and just made this yeah. iron get up, but no. He, no, he chose wool. And Brand of Barra plays a significant role in this because Brand of Barra catches him fashioning this garment. <laughs> and it's like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? It's very like, good. I got a guy if you need help. Like, Well, Brand of Barra, like, he shows up in all of them. And he is, like, how he's, or at least the impression I got, which who knows if this is correct because it's definitely not the impression that he gets in his book but the impression i got was that brana bar with his was this big burly dude i'm thinking like thick king style very big yep. chunky chunky lad um and i was super into solid that. unit and, and he shows up like in every book to help out his buds and he also occupies his own little like ghost dimension where everybody goes to party all the time um it's literally the party house always parties everywhere there are orgies all the time in um highlander in her bed to escape the temptation of this wicked woman uh he the hero escapes to bran of Barra's plane he goes to Barra and he um attempts to sleep with a beautiful woman who is very into his feet um and she gives him a bath and she gives oh him a handy God, i forgot about feet. <laughs> the feet i remembered the bath handy <laughs> Yeah, and then he decides he well he can't keep it up because he feels too he's too in love, um, despite the fact that she got pretty far into giving him a handy, and then, and then that just mashing happened. it, yeah, just kind of like, just kind of mashing it, <laughs> moving um, it around, just kind of wiggling like a wet noodle. But uh, so that's uh. that. The end of uh, Tall, Dark, and Kilted has Branifara with his friends helping Hardwick to Studley. Um, figure out the mystery of what the hell's going on. Also, the devil shows up at the end and is like, you get your body back. Don't worry about it. I, because I'm nice. And then, then he actually goes, ah, actually it wasn't me. You just walked through the redemption tunnel. And that's the it. And then they're pregnant. Least the motivated antagonist. <laughs> yeah. He's... Ever hoped for. I fucking loved the devil in that one. He was so good. He wanted fucking nothing to do with any of it. From top to bottom, step one, all the way to the end. He's like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm not interested <laughs> in any of this, but I do. I don't care. I Can't do help. like. I do like your girl because she reminds right. me of my girl, and um, so I'm going to be nice to her. So that was fun. And this this brings us. My favorite man. He's so as you can tell from the cover, Bridio. Yes. He is not a chunky lad, as I thought he was. He's not a husky gentleman. He's got no no body hair. That is canonically incorrect, because he does, in fact, have lots of body hair. That is something that is covered in the Slap that man on the floor like a carpet. (sighs) The problem is, he... He is is said to be extremely muscular in Mm. this book. And I, I'm choosing to ignore that because I don't care for that at all. Sure. This man, this man was a husky gentleman. Chonky. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that to my fucking grave. Yeah. Um and he is he is great. I love I love Bran very much. He basically is just fucking kicking it. He's the only person who's like chill being dead. And I think that's very fun. Dead and like, loving it. Dead and loving it. Like, literally, he's like, he has crafted his own heaven. Like, he exists in his castle where he throws a party 
24-7 and has been doing that for 700 years. Like, he's made his own little Valhalla. Like, he fucking loves being dead. It's great. And he doesn't even dunk on millennials now that he's made it. Like... No, but here's the deal, Brendan. He does have... um, He does have a bit of a grudge. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> because... Magic grudge? Well, no, he just a regular old, just a regular old prejudice. <laughs> and that is that he has watched all of his good buddies, his good rowdy scrow Highlander pals. Oh, no. Um he's watched them all fall prey to American women from Pennsylvania. <laughs> and he is not fucking into that shit. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Is this a plot point? <laughs> so, honey, the first of many dog ears. Let's do it. So God's okay. going to leave heaven and go to, like, I don't know, Philadelphia or something? Or um, just rock down? Like... So he says, uh, he's explaining to his friend, this is like page 20. He's explaining to his friend, like, why he'll never fall in love with a, an American woman. Um, which is a wild conversation to be having, again, in your own personal Valhalla, but whatever. Um, Feels like a non-issue. Uh, no. Hold on. Oh. Oh, that's why I bookmarked it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, he's talking to his friend and he says, uh, it did him no good to warn his friend to not be tempted, um, by an American female come to the Highlands for the sole purpose of claiming a kilted man. A fool would know these women's fixation with plaid was all that drew them. And perhaps an appreciation for bonnie knees. <laughs> bonnie knee. Oh. Oh, I love it. It's like hearing an old person complain about the modern day. Oh, God. It's so good. Um, okay. Let me. There's definitely a line here about why he hates. Hold on. Again, I did I did the same thing where I didn't actually mark at all what I was <laughs> I just not not important. In. Just um, the page. <laughs> it's never just one thing. Oh, that's why I marked that one. That's not what we need. Um ba, 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 ba. Okay. And it must be said with his other close friends having been lured away from ghostly realms in recent years, choosing instead to spend their days with American seductresses of the modern world, uh, Sour was one of the few souls remaining whose company brand truly enjoyed. <laughs> oh. So he basically is like every other thought that he has in the first like chapter or two is is how he would rather fucking die than ever, ever lay eyes on an American woman. Because he brand's entire like thing is that he loves his home so much that he never wants to leave it and he knows that if he were to fall in love with a modern american woman like all of his friends seem to have done it's weirdly (laughs) coincidence um they'll also happen to be from pennsylvania fucking weird um hey he's got a network there now it's funny how fate works right none of them live well i think one of them no, none of them live in Pennsylvania. They all end up moving to Scotland, but one of them goes to, to Pennsylvania at the end to show her baby to her father or whatever. To not the same castle, but castles that are suspiciously similar to one another. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so basically as he's having this like realization that he's like I would rather fucking die again than than ever 
leave my home for an American woman. Um, he also happens to have um, a bit of a... He happens to have a bit of a hot flesh. Um, oh. Because he's in the middle of an arm wrestling contest, as you are, and all of a sudden, like his sword starts to burn the shit out of him. Um, and his actual sword? Or... His actual sword. Okay, not... Just... Not his 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 strongest now. You're cursed with burning dick, and I'm like, hey, a oh, friend no. of mine just got a cream, but oh yeah, you just you got people you could talk to about that. No, um, he his sword starts to burn him and glow very muchly, so it's a big old magical sword. It's called a um, heartbreaker. Orcs are present. Yeah, that was kind of my thought. I was like, <laughs> oh god, another orcs. Um, heart, yeah, heartbreakers. So it has a big old crystal gem. On the top, on the hill, and it Ta-da! has, yeah, ba- yeah. Well, it has basically it has a legend. It has several legends, and it kind of is hilarious that they just keep kind of adding on to like as literally as he, who the owner of the sword for seven hundred years, the like person who is who knows the sword and its legends better than anybody. He kind of keeps like adding on caveats to like what the what the sword is trying to tell him. <laughs> Amazing. So like at first it says that um uh, the heartbreaker's crystal was said to be enchanted, formed by the tears of a McNeil ancestress who lost her love in an ancient battle. The gemstone was believed to heat and glow in times of grave danger to the clan. Um and then there are other claims that That's already a lot of detail. So this also, this is like a magical sword that like only appears to those like the sword chooses. So there's that, of course. Um, The shimmering blue light, the legend called the truth of the sword and that for which he'd always been most grateful had never deigned to show itself in all the long centuries he possessed the fabled blade. Um, So basically this has never happened before. Whatever. Um, But then. ill omen. He sees, he sees a vision of a beautiful woman. In the light. Oh, no. Except she... she's screaming and running away, which is great. Um, and she's but... he's like, she must be in Pennsylvania. Well, here's the deal. No. Here's... <laughs> you called it. You called it. There's a ley line or something. There's got to be a ley line explanation. Oh, God. So he... <laughs> It wasn't just any female. She was a modern woman. He was sure. Modern woman is italicized. Um, uh, hold on. As and it should always be. Um, then she veered away, dashing deeper into the mist, trapped inside the glowing blue flame. Uh, she vanished almost as quickly as he'd seen her. Sadly, not before he noted her clothing. She was wearing breeks. Bran swallowed hard, his own horror mounting as the shimmering blue light contracted back into a single spinning beam. Um, and he talks for a while about what kind of pants she was wearing um, and how they're the, their jeans. Yeah, okay. Dom jeans. Yeah. Sure. So basically, he's, he's fucked up. His sword has decided that he is going to... Um, it, there's, he, it tags on at the end that there is like a prophecy... Again, there's a there's a prophecy here with the gem or with him specifically. With the sword, with the okay. sword's pro- the, the sword makes the prophecy for the holder. I think. Sure. You know, that's that's pretty that's magic sword 101. Okay. 
Okay, women who carried Mignol, uh, so basically, he's saying that the... <laughs> okay, okay, I found it. Um, the bard hadn't lied about the mythic blade. There were times when a woman's distress could summon the crystal's magic. Women who carried McNeil blood in their veins, or females who... Bran couldn't deny it, were inexorably bound to a McNeil male, usually a chieftain. Either way, the truth of the sword unerringly revealed the McNeil destined to champion the woman. Such fates were etched in stone. And later... Fantastic. Later, he then goes on to say that not only all of that, right? Not only all of that, but also sometimes it, it doesn't just mean like, hey, your cousin's in trouble. Sometimes it means, hey, you're supposed to marry this woman, which would be a really <laughs> confusing message in medieval Scotland, I think. Yeah. There's like, hmm. Okay. So unclear, <laughs> unclear. <laughs> Dick Cotton ceiling fan instructions unclear. Married cousin <laughs> instructions unclear. <laughs> I would really like, you know, a little... A little more to go on. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to meet our heroine? I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan. I want you to try and guess her name. You're not going to guess it, but I want to watch you fail. What was the last was like? <laughs> was the last one? Let me see. It was like Kaylee or something. It was Scylla. It was Scylla. Scylla. Scylla Swanner. Damn. Can't believe I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, hilarious. Okay. You're not going to, like, this one you can't, like, I. there's no way you're going to get it. I don't know. Like, try. do they go with, like, Grania something else with a G? Is there an alliterary, like, alliterative no, I mean, uh, name here? It is alliterative. You are right. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say it starts with an M. It starts with an O. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna yeah. be something. It's gonna be something wild, though. It I don't. Is, is. is it like Morgan something? Oh, baby, it's Mindy Menlove. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. I think it was the last episode. I made a quip about somebody being a Hanna Barbera character. Mindy Menlove. Mindy Menlove. Is a secretary that works for a villain in a cartoon. <laughs> that, she is a secretary in the Venture Brothers cartoon. Yes. Like, that is... <laughs> 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. And she is a very fun character. I will say, both Bran and Mindy are very, very fun. They That's are a great actually, drag name. I, it is. Um, I think, like, they... This is the slowest burn out of all of them, which is to say, like... I guess none of these have been slow burn. They've all been like, immediately he sees her tits and is like, I hate you, but I gotta have you. You know, like, <laughs> Bran is like, oh shit, I'm really attracted to this woman and fate is telling me I should be with this woman. I, I know this. Um, and I like her very much. She's very fun. He has like no animosity towards her, really, which is a nice change because in all of the previous ones so far, the heroes have been like kind of like, I hate your guts, and just, but I want you so bad. Yeah, there's a lot of like, that's not the yeah. right combination of feelings to have no. for this kind of eternal and love thing. The heroine's always like, I, I can't believe he's a ghost and he treats me so badly. Oh, but I can't live without him. And it's like, wow. 
<laughs> pretty sure you can't. He's dead, so he's pretty clearly... sure you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um. However, however, Mindy is a take no shit flight attendant, and <laughs> she <laughs> is newly widowed uh, oh. because <laughs> her shitty ass husband. I forget how he died. I was I I read this really fast today, um, and so I was just trying to refresh my memory, and I didn't have time to find it. But I think he chokes on like a chicken bone, like he he like he <laughs> chokes on like a like a cocktail onion or something. Like it's hilarious. He dies my in a really God. shitty way. Um, but he is a serial cheater. It turns out he had like a bunch of mistresses, and he was a rich boy who um. It is, it's almost like hilarious too, because in the first chapter, basically they're trying to set up the fact that like she already had her own rom-com, like fully. She was a flight attendant who helped this first class passenger after his kilt got stuck in a seatbelt and she, he accidentally flashed her and, and then like she gave them. (laughs) That's like the plot of at least one folk song. I know. Also on top of that. He married her exclusively because he couldn't get his inheritance and his castle without doing so. Gotcha. Okay. So she already had her whole thing, right? She had a she had a whole rom com. This is explained in one chunk of dialogue yeah. between her and her sister. And that's, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. That's a um, determined backstory right there. Right? And we it's just simply never really addressed again. Um, <laughs> except that she now owns he left her the castle and he left her his money because she was like, I feel like he probably just felt bad that he cheated on me so bad all the time. Um so she's not she's not sorry he's dead. She's just pissed that he cheated on her. Um, and uh-huh. so she has this castle and she's like, I'm going to sell this bitch because I don't fucking want this castle. Mind you, this Scottish castle is in Pennsylvania. It has been packed up and moved Hearst Castle style all the way. They just shipped a castle mm-hmm. to the U.S. You know, if you told me that that was a thing that happened more than once, I'd be like, yeah. I, I I I kind of do believe it. That's not too out there. I mean, that does happen quite frequently. Does it? Yeah. Whole castles. Castles, villas, yeah. Museums huh. do it a lot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's not unrealistic. Uh. But she hates this fucking castle because it gives her the fucking creeps, and also she hated her ex-husband. Well, her dead husband now. Her her dead ass husband. Um. Who was a McNeil, and she's ready to move on with her life. She's gonna sell it for a, for a mint and she's going to take her money and she's going to fucking move to Hawaii. You know and what? She's like, Good fuck this. Her. Well, yeah. Again, I fucking love Mindy. Mindy's great. I am in line with her goals. No complaints about Mindy her. so far. Mindy's fantastic. Um, Her sister really wants her to turn it into like a paranormal like tourist trap because her sister again is a paranormal investigator who like does believe do. that the, ho- the house is haunted because it is. But not haunted. I hear you. I hear you asking, Brendiel. Not haunted. No. By Ranafara, he's busy with his orgies. So his... is it like it's, he's supposed to be haunting, but he's neglecting his haunting duties? Well, kind of, yes. Because who is haunting the castle and who have now conspired Ghostbusters style to kind of like get their own way are three <gasps> other Ranafara chieftains. <laughs> what? 
like variations of him or like other chieftains who were named Branabara who are like his his ancestors slash descendants? His descendants, essentially. Oh. Um, and they are named... Uh... So three evil cousins. They're not evil. They're just they're just mad that their fucking house is in Pennsylvania. I mean, they want to okay. go back to Scotland. Um, so they're not evil. No, 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 no. They're just kind of pushy and loud. Okay. And they basically decide, even though they don't want to. One of them is, I think it's, it's Georgie or Jordy, Roderick, and Sylvanius, which is great. Love it. Yes, <laughs> that's three. Totally, con- like, yeah. <laughs> You start with George, and you're like, yeah, what's the next one? Something along the same lines. Don't make it weird. Roderick. <laughs> okay. All right, close enough. And then for the third, just go, like, we'll do a silly one. Sylvanius. Yes, indeed. He's and already decide... going to get beat up. He's the youngest, so. Yeah. I think he might actually be, like, age-wise the oldest. Anyway. Um, but he's from the most recent. Anyway, it doesn't, literally doesn't matter. <laughs> they decide that they are going to scare Mindy into returning the castle to Scotland instead of selling it. Um, And they feel bad about this, but not bad enough to not do it. So they do this and they basically. Honestly, fair so far. Yeah. Yeah. Again, no one's motivations here are wrong. I like Branavara like is just chilling in his place. He likes his house. Mindy wants to fucking leave her shitty ass castle behind and move to Hawaii. Okay. They want their house back where it used to be because they like their house. Like totally all this makes sense. This is maybe the most logical. This is the most logical and succinct that Ally McKay has ever been. And it is crazy. She was channeling Mindy. She was channeling Mindy. Also, at the same time, Bran and Mindy begin to have, in a way that is you could you might be reminded of from Highlander in her dreams, little time slip things happen where oh, like she yes. kind of just appears in his version, in like his ghost realm version of the keep. Um, and he also appears like in her bedroom. And he is very turned on by her, thinks she's very hot. He is also like, You're from fucking Pensy wherever, fuck off. Get out of my house. <laughs> I don't want American women. <laughs> well, Spray guess ball. what? You're in Pennsylvania now, sucker. Well, that's what she keeps telling him. And he's like, no, I'm not in my house. And that is also true. Both things are true at once. Sure. Um, Very And liminal. so she's, she starts having, like, encounters with him. And he's like, I don't fucking. Is that how we're describing that? Oh. I mean, you mean well, paranormal. they don't do anything. It's, it, 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 it is paranormal encounters. Um, and she immediately is like, I fucking hate all McNeils. I hate you. I hate this house. I hate all that. I hate the ghosts in my, my fucking drawing room. I hate all of you. <laughs> Your cousins um, suck. You suck. Your descendant fucking cheated on me a bunch. I'm ready to be done with this shit. So she does just decide that she has to do this. And so she spends all of her money that she has been left to move the fucking castle back to the Hebrides. Hebrides? Hebrides. Um, Like the remotest, wildest part of Scotland in this tiny little village where they took the castle from. She is going to return it. Which is and so it, funny because presumably if she leaves, they will stop ha- haunting her. So oh, they promise to follow her because oh, again, okay. nothing means anything in Ally McKay's universe. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. As long yeah, as yeah. that's cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was like, oh well, then I'll just fucking go, and they're like, mm, we'll follow you. So better move it. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so she moves yeah. it back. So she moves it back. So she begins the process, and Bran at this time is finally 
forced to confront the fact that he has been living in his own special little bubble because he's terrified of change and he has never wanted to confront what might have happened to his beautiful castle and his island and all of this stuff in the time since he died. So he has just never gone back since the day he died. He has just kept the image in his head in, in his magical realm of exactly what it is and he has changed nothing. He is forced at this point by the rumors that things are happening and by the fact that like the three other chieftains appear in his keep yelling about the keep not being there finally that he's like i need to go see what's going on he goes there and he discovers that the keep is gone and it's actually a really really sad scene he starts crying buddy (laughs) yeah my big six foot four like 250 pound highlander is fucking sobbing at the sight of his his tower being gone I mean, um, if you are immortal, watching the, like, passage of time continue to affect you has got to suck. Yeah. It, your life's work, right? He built yeah. that tower. And, um, well, you he built that. He, <laughs> he, he, like, he definitely is, he's heartbroken and he, he like, can't face it um, until he gets word that there's some weird shit going on in his realm. And that is that all of a sudden... Everyone doesn't want to party with him anymore because it's really fucking loud in his house and not the good kind of loud, the construction yard kind of loud. So we're um, like the construction workers leaking through to his realm? Yes, yes. Excellent. <laughs> and he realizes he's, he, I forget how exactly he, he finds out, but he gets, he is told very briefly that it is, or I think she tells him, she mentions that she she is shipping the stones back to the island. Um, and he's like, oh, fuck. Well, I'm too terrified to go see myself because I can't face that again. So he sends his friend and he's like, you go look. And his friend comes back and is like, yeah, bro, the stones ain't just there. They're rebuilding the whole fucking castle. And Bran is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everything standing in our way is gone. I don't care that she's an American anymore. I'm going to kiss her whole face because <laughs> she has she has returned my home to its rightful place. Amazing. Um and so after that he's like, "I'm all in, baby. Let's do this thing." <laughs> I'm good. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? All issues. We're done. Bran is like so low angst. It's great. The other ones were so high like conflict, angsty. I hate to love you. You're too pretty. You make my cock hard. I'm mad about it. Um, I'm so mad that I have to keep my penis soft because of how badly I want to take you. God, your bazooms are so great, though. Bazooms. <laughs> so much tit talk in the last one. Um, so so she goes there to oversee this because she's like, I'm going to fucking find. How the last far are we money. here? Mind you, this is like half the book. Okay. Okay, I'm yeah, like, this, this can't has be taken the intro. a while. No, this has taken a while to get here. Um, and she she gets there, and it that, at that point it kind of becomes a Hallmark movie because like in her restoring this castle, Why like not? she basically doesn't have to pay anyone to do the work because all of the townspeople volunteer their time to rebuild the castle. How they all know how to build castles, I don't know. Maybe it's a Scottish thing. Right? Um, Wait, like... <laughs> like, not just castles, but like 13th, 14th century castles. So that's like 1300s. That's what like a lord thinks their peasantry feels about them. Yeah. But like, absolutely would not 
No. But it's like a it's like a a, a Bara a Bara citizens pride thing. Like they are they are so happy to have their like symbol back that they're like we're going to do this. Thank mm-hmm. you for returning this. Like mm-hmm. you paid for this. We'll do the we'll do all the labor. Um and it's actually very sweet. Like she's like given a cottage to stay in while she's there and everyone's like super nice to her and they like make her feel very community. welcome. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they're like really grateful um to this random flight attendant who brought their castle back. Um and at the same time, we get another we get another really great appearance of Wee Huey McSporin. Do you remember Wee Huey? <laughs> How do I? Oh my god, the name, yes, but I can't remember why. He wrote the book on all of the Scottish like history, and oh. he claims to have like the connections to Robert the Bruce. Um, and he's like, all of the ghosts fucking hate him. At one point, um. Uh, so so Bran hates him the most because he just finds him offensive just viscerally. Um, Which is fair. He, 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 at one point he sees him in like the lobby of this hotel that she's at first attempting to get a room in and he, we Huey is there. He's, he's like a big celebrity. And because um, everyone has heard that she's returning the castle and everybody is also looking for this fabled sword that they think might be there. Right. Okay. Which you think would get shaken loose when you're moving a castle repeatedly. Exactly. Exactly, right? Um, definitely wouldn't have found it, you know, when you dismantled the castle and brought it over to Pennsylvania. But maybe after, you know, turn a stone over, maybe you have a fine. Yeah. Um, so he calls him a, a bloody windbag. Of course he does. Good <laughs> so job biting. Mo- more hot air in him than a man who ate nothing but beans. <laughs> <sighs> that feels... <sighs> Feels a little stereotypy. It's so close. It's almost <laughs> there. It's so good. It's so good. And it, he literally exclusively refers to him as a windbag. So at one point, she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, over over there, Zon windbag. <laughs> I would love to see the research notes for like old timey Scottish insults. Highlander in quotation marks google help me out like i would have loved to know i think her her excuse is that like technically they are all aware of the modern world and they like it has leaked in because people pass in and out like bar he bran hasn't really experienced much of it he has some yeah but like other people who come to visit him definitely have so her excuse could be that she could get away with him saying probably almost anything because like yeah time's passed amazing because again, nothing means anything in Element Case Universe. Nothing means anything. I love it. Love does. <sighs> love does, apparently. Sort um, of. So it is here that, like, the true courtship begins. Bran is very grateful. He is also now happy that the sword has brought him to her or something. Right. And he is attempting to seduce her. And she's like, oh, fuck that. I don't know about any of that. And he's like, mm, I do. Don't worry about it. I'm six foot four. You'll give in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at one point he wears corduroy pants it's great but there's also a witch Ooh, corduroy so... pants season yeah <laughs> so the witch though the witch though because of course there's a witch <laughs> I love how you say the at... witch though like we have at all ever brought up a witch <laughs> like honestly it took so long so the thing is she's on the ferry going to Barra initially and um, she meets a witch <laughs> and the witch is just a creepy old lady who says some cryptic shit and she's like okay that's weird and that's it and then she kind of keeps <laughs> popping up after that point 
and is clearly doing some weird magic shit on the castle as it's being built. Like every day she basically is like helping the castle go up faster. So they're like putting up the walls at like insane speed. And she's like doing some other magic shit. And she like you get a glimpse of her motivation is that she's just like trying to help and she's trying to help Bran. She's trying to help Mindy. They don't really know what she's going to do. Okay. Okay, fine. Mystery witch. Um, So Bran and Mindy uh, have several interludes where he is clearly trying to seduce her. She's falling in love with him. She's also falling in love with the island. She's learning to love it as much as he loves the island. Um, And then he decides, you know what? I... I, I don't know how we're going to make this work because I am again a ghost. I am dead. And I all of the other times that it has worked between his friends, right? Right. Something insane has happened that is out of their control. They didn't choose to get a body back. Like, right. shit just happened to them. Kind of just stumble on one. So he's like, I don't know if that'll happen. So, like, I shouldn't really be pursuing this. Like, this kind of sucks because I, I like, it could just totally not work, right? Yeah, but guys without a magic sword, like, he's definitely But guys got, got a magic fucking sword. He knows so, a guy. You know, somewhere. He knows a guy. Somewhere. He knows a sword, certainly. Yeah. So he decides that he's going to make the best of it and they are going to be together. And he brings her somehow. <laughs> he gets them a rowboat. With, which also has his dog in it. His dog's name is Gibby, and oh, Gibby, Gibby. Gibby Gibby plays a large role in the in, in the story. It's great. I love Gibby. Um, but there's a rowboat, and he does kind of row them. He says he's going to take her to the to the castle, and she's like, "Well, it's not all finished yet." And he's like, "Don't worry about it. It will be when we get there." And of course, when they get there, they're at they're in his domain. It's the castle as it was. Ah. Somehow he has rowed her into the afterlife. The afterlife. <laughs> okay. Feels like that's a lot easier than he was making it out to be with this whole, I don't know if I can get a body. Yeah, but you can just sort of transubstantiate someone, so. But, but nothing matters, and I again, who knows? And she gets there, and then he very briefly introduces her to his friends. Um, there's some catty women there who want Bran, and he's like, don't you talk to my, my lady that way, and then that's it. Like actual um, but he's a- cat ladies, or... No, like like ladies that are loose with their morals and so therefore are not as good as our heroine. I just had to be sure. Like if we were bringing in yeah. like yeah. cat girls to this, I was going to like probably That'd be fun. I mean, who knows without him McKay, who knows. But after that, he's like, we have some business to attend to. And what he means is they won't fuck. And so they do that. <laughs> we know what you're good at, Bran. <laughs> it's true. And he's very good at it. And again, he gets like, this is the most explicit we've ever been. It is not what I would say is explicit, but it is way more explicit than the first few books, well, for sure. Fewer wool diapers. Fewer wool diapers. And curses. And a, a lot of talk of moisture and stuff. Cool. Cool, cool. No descriptions and no explicit words still, but more explicit than before. It's hard to it's hard to convey what that means, but I think I think readers will know what I'm talking about. But there about. is like a healthy dampness. So But there is like it is like sex on the page for sure. Cool. Um yeah, right. it's great. It's right. Yeah. It's great. Um however, do you recall Do you recall? I'm so worried. From from the second episode. Do you recall what happened when they did have sex? Do you recall? I don't think so. Do you remember how sex was illegal? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Do Wait. you remember this? Wait, but he doesn't have a. No, it's not just that. No, so in this, in the second 
in the first book, but in the second first episode, book, yeah, we talked about how he goes to have sex with her, and he doesn't have a curse that says he can't, but it is like a, a an afterlife law that you aren't allowed to bone the living. To bone the living. And so you, there are ramifications for this. In the first one we talked about, he gets shot by fucking lightning and then dragged into like the oh, fucking right. like, the mist. Right. Came well out of left field. Yes, yes. He gets he gets cosmically punished for but it. But wait, Bran knows that. He's not concerned. He's not concerned because, like, Bran doesn't have any, like, baggage. Like, Bran doesn't have a curse. Bran doesn't have any. He's never done anything like this before. Like, the, the <laughs> I swear fate, I don't normally do this. <laughs> fate is literally telling him he needs to be with this woman. Like, his sword is telling him, and his other sword is also telling him that he needs to be with this woman. And, both swords. Two-handing it. Yeah, both swords. Um, well, I'll sword a dagger. Call that a Highlander. <laughs> Ha-ha! Um, so he's not worried about it. So they do it, and literally, like, as soon as they're done, like, lightning she wakes up and is in her bed, and some shit has happened. There's no lightning bolts, but Bran is confined to his domain, and he cannot leave. Except now he's transformed. He's taken his, his hero's journey, and he, he cannot go back and be the person he was, right? Well, he definitely can't. He doesn't want to, like, no one's hanging out with him anymore, certainly. Like, there's no one hanging out. There's construction everywhere, and, like... Brand's not as fun anymore. Now he's monogamous. And, this project wasn't um, well planned with his lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's fucking lame over there, man. Parties elsewhere. Um, but Brand can't leave. And now he's really sad. And she's really sad. And weeks and weeks and weeks go by. And the castle is finished. Um, and Brand realizes that the reason he can't leave is because <gasps> not only is the castle finished, but he's back in his body. <gasps> this is good, yes. So these are the consequences for boning the living as you get a body back? No, the consequences for her finishing the castle are that he gets Bran, body back. Bran is sent back to his time, I guess, to live out his life again or to f- live the years he didn't live. That I mean, feels very, I don't know. very much like a punishment. Like... Yes. Well, exactly. Like he's like he's like fuck. Now he has to relive his life, and he's happy that he gets his life again because he did love his life, right? Sure. But he has to do it without the woman he loves. Mm. Um. There's the so rub. Sucks. There's the tears to or not, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh. And and so she finishes the castle, and she's about to go home, and she's like, "Well, this fucking sucks. I'll never see him again." And I don't know what happened, but something bad happened. But at least the castle's finished, and I can go on and get a job again. Castle's finished, and so is our story. And so is our love. Um, Except (gasps) the witch. She's there. Right. (gasps) Mystery witch. witch. And so basically the witch is just like, hey, you've been to that broken ass down chapel over there? And she's like, what? And she's like, you should go in there. And so she does, and then she goes in there, and then she finds (gasps) the sword. The sword is there somehow. It is in. It is in this like broken ass down chapel, ru- ruined chapel, and she has to dig in the ground like a dog to get it, and then she gets it, and she's like, "I think this is the sword," and the sword lights up, and then it kind of flies out of her hand, and then she's like, "Ah, blue light everywhere," and then she's in the 14th century, and Bran is there, and everyone's happy. Messing up. Wait, for real? She yeah. just finds the sword, and it brings her back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I appreciate about this. Is yeah. at no point has there really been an antagonist. No, no, like it was the lowest angst, like most fun, 
they both just really liked each other and she was doing a good thing and there were three fucking grumpy ass old men ghosts who were just happy that like she did it and they were really grateful and they wanted to help her in any way they could and like like it's it's just and that's it and that's it that's that's the story like there was no villain there was no curse it was just so that's the trick if you get all of the gratuitous bloodshed out at the beginning you can have a pretty chill time after that mind you we do in fact have a a village slaughter waiting for us in the next one so oh that's the beginning of the next book right okay yes yes i'm sorry is the village slaughter this village no, it's a different village. It's okay. some guy I don't even sadder. know about. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I have his... no connection to those characters. So. Well, so Mindy's sister is the is the heroine in the next one. So she comes looking for her sister because her sister just mysteriously fucking disappeared after fixing this castle. Um, Which is alarming. And she, and she knows that her sister is okay. She gets like a, the ghost, basically, the like three old men ghosts. They they ferry a message across time to tell her that she's all right that's their like big thank you to mindy um and so mindy is like well but i'm a paranormal investigator so i'm gonna go and see what's up at that castle and on her way there she ends up crossing through time to like a totally different place totally 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 totally. i've only read the first like two chapters of that one but i'm pretty sure that's what i mean it's gonna be bomb i cannot that's five we're so that one is gonna be that one is gonna be wild but it's gonna be like really angsty so i'm, I'm interested to see how that one is because this one was so fun okay. this one was so fun i'm, I'm doing an uppy downy motion to try and ask it's it's kind of like extreme like dramatics and then like extreme chill and then extreme dramatics and then extreme yes. chill yes yes pretty much i mean i mean that's pretty much alan mckay's whole vibe right but like this one felt very like i don't know just like really sweet and very, they they just really liked each other, and and people helping each other out and being people. Cool. It was it was like a Hallmark movie at the end. The whole village came together to put up this castle, and she revitalized their whole economy because now people are gonna come visit. Like <laughs> she pumped like what is undoubtedly like millions of dollars into this economy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like they're like really, 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 really grateful to her. <laughs> oh, all this um, American currency. And yeah. then she disappears, and it's great. And then they don't have to worry about her anymore, splitting the profits with her ever again. <laughs> right, like, oh, well, yeah. if she's and not And all gonna... of the village people are like, we know what happened to her. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> and they're not going to bring it up with the IRS. Like... Nope, or the governments, or nobody's, or her sister, or whatever. Um, Fabulous. So yeah. I love this book, man. I think it's hilarious that it ends with her finding a dusty-ass sword... Right? And then the sword being like, and like sucking her through a wormhole. And then she's there and he's like, oh, thank God you're here. Now we can live our lives. And that's, and that's the end of the book. It had to trick him out, though, because even though the sword can transport her literally anywhere, it's going to let him think for a little while. Like, eh, see, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, 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 be yeah, fucking yeah. grateful. I swear to God. It was a few months. It was a few months. So he did feel bad. If they had kept better care of the sword, then the sword might not have dicked him on those couple of months. Like... Maybe if they hadn't been, you know, so ungrateful in the beginning. Huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. You bury me in a church, I bury your uh, girlfriend in time. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh it was good it was a good book. There's there you know. And and there was I I liked the self-awareness in that she literally makes Bran just hate American women for their obsession with Scottish men. It's <laughs> very like wall-breaking. Like <laughs> Yeah. Just stares <laughs> stares at you the reader like, "Sup? What's going on? Can we talk?" Cuz the first 3 books were 
like so gratuitously about American women being like, I'm like, I'm mad for plaid. And I'll let me tell me what's underneath that kilt. Governor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, it's just really gross. Gross. And then we're hoping this self-awareness continues forward. Maybe that's what happened. Like there was this like heel turn as she was like looking back on her works and like yeah. feeling that despair. Yeah. I wonder if it has something to do with like, honestly, it might even have something to do with the fact that like Cressley Cole's popularity really peaked around that time, like 2013. I wonder if the move was just generally in the paranormal space to be like angstier, sexier, darker, right? Like that could very well be it so, um, so what i'm hearing abigail is not only are we still looking mm-hmm. forward to two books yes but we also get to tree ring out from there and look at the cultural ripples that both Who made this what a rich vein this has turned out to be uh, of all of the books that i got that fucking blind box which i didn't even mention right <laughs> like in case this is your first episode thank you for hanging in there um i got the first one that we talked about, which was um, Highlander and Her Dreams. I got that book in a blind box off of eBay of paranormal romance novels. And I no way could I have foreseen the gold mine that it would become. Um, like, honestly, this this has been, and if you are hearing for the first time, this is easily the least worrying of the books. Like, Oh, this is the most tame. The most tame out of all of them. This is amazing. This th- I was so not tense. I was I was prepared. Yeah, I knew what I'm, was I'm, going to come, and then it didn't. It's it's the quiet before the storm yeah. because the next one is gonna be fucking bug nuts. It's gonna be wild shit. <sighs> Strapping in because I know for a fact that the last one, which I have already read, because um, I didn't realize there was one before it. Um, the last one has a has a wizard. Is <laughs> a wizard fighting another wizard? Wait, this isn't our first wizard though. Is it? Well, no. he we have mentions of wizards because the wizards is what's cursed Hardwick. Right. Yes, exactly. Wizard. Okay. Yes. But cool. our it's our first wizard who who is a main character. If there is not currently a fan wiki on this series, I think it's Highly kind of our duty to make it. Is is are these episodes not <laughs> The fan wiki, please. Right. This is the Highlander Bible right here. True, they are out of order. And true, they are nonsensical. And true, they do have some terrible mouth sounds. Read the egg episodes. But, but you know. But so does love sometimes so happen out of order love. with terrible egg sounds. And Yeah. Oh, I love these. These sleep next to my bed now. They stay awake and watch you. But... <laughs> yes. I love them. And you can read them on Kindle Unlimited. Like, I can't stress that enough. Like, if you have it. You can read them right now, all of them, the Raven's Craig series. Um, you can also get them in paperback, but they're pretty much out of print everywhere. So you have to go on eBay like I did. Put, um, put them back like shortbreads. Just just pound down these books. They are so... I guarantee you that despite the fact that they are objectively silly, they do fucking move. Like, you move through these books. Like, I, I read, you know, I skimmed a little bit, but mostly I read this entire book today um and they cover distance like it's not like nothing happens a fucking lot always happens so much i mean a lot happened in this book and it felt like nothing happened comparatively right like she moves a whole fucking castle overseas there's several time slips they share several different dreams there are many ghosts um 
and he he gets like banished to another dimension for a while. Right? That's all this book. It's like that a is play. Nothing, nothing compared to the other books. Honestly, we should just modern Shakespeare these things. We need to like put these on the stage. Mm-hmm. Each of them, they need to be like three performances long a piece. I think that um, this needs to be a an, a Netflix miniseries. Yes. Um, because although these aren't holiday books, I feel like they would really work during the holidays, you know? Yeah. Do a little bit of... It's 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 got that same not wholesome vibe. Wholesome's not the word. Certainly not wholesome. Certainly not that. Partialsome, maybe. Saccharine, maybe. Yeah. They're very saccharine. There For as go. much as they are very angsty and strange, they are very saccharine. It can um, run from, like, nice. Christmas through um, the middle of March because uh, Netflix won't make a difference between Irish and uh, Scottish culture anyway. So they'll just St. Patrick's Day it up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, do it. Also, just read these books. Yes. Yeah. Again, you can read them as ebooks, even if you don't have Kindle Unlimited. They are available for like $2. So. And you should. And you should. Because they are very good. And honestly, they're very funny. And not just like funny as in, wow, I can't believe that she wrote that. Like, as in like genuinely I laugh out loud every time I read these books, not just because they're absurd, but because the writing is just fucking really funny so if you need entertainment and you need it to be a little strange and possibly Mm -hmm. change you in a way you can't undo Mm -hmm. we got you we got you covered yeah i can't believe i can't believe that we finally have done brand's book i'm sad now yeah so this is is this the end of brand it seems like all the the ghosts are kind of there's always some sort of running vein but it's not always like consistent which characters so interestingly you definitely got the vibe that Bran's best friend, I have no idea how to fucking s- pronounce his name. It's it's spelled S-O-A-R. It's probably pronounced some Gaelic way that I'm fucking up, but sore. Um, he is like introduced and he get, gets a lot of screen time and he's inc- he's described as being incredibly handsome and very charming at the at the end when uh, Mindy meets him. Oh. Um, so the vibe there for me was, oh, he's getting the next book. Yeah, 100%. However... I think what happened was there was the heel turn. I think she, her editor probably or somebody was like, hey, we're, we need to change the whole vibe of these books. And he doesn't he doesn't get a book. They skip our boy Sore. They skip our boy Sore. We go straight to the man who had his, you know, village slaughtered. OK. And as far as I'm aware, it's not the same guy, but I may be wrong, but I, I don't think he is. OK. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought Weird. for sure he was gonna he was gonna get a book, but the next one is what's the next one? We need like a behind the scenes on these. I know. I just I need like commentary tracks. Can you for, not from Allie McKay. get Allie McCray McKay to come I am into terrified because the because the things that I have said about her books <laughs> to ever approach Allie McKay. I said some fucking wild shit about her books. Um <laughs> we we've burned that bridge prematurely. Pretty much. Uh, so the Alan McKay's next exciting Scottish paranormal romance, Must Love Kilt, available from Signet Eclipse, January 11th. Okay. Um, and for January, sorry, January 2011. Sorry. That makes um, more sense. I was going to be like, how old is her that name is Her name is Margot, which I find offensive. Um, and she opens up some strange box. Yada yada, there's some interesting weird rivalry on the internet. Maybe something about demons? 
Um, it doesn't say who her the name of her um her guy is um because she doesn't know yet. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's him. I don't think it's, it's the guy. So weird, interesting. Okay, so I know. I think I think there was they were gonna do another one just like this, and then they decided to change the series. We actually need you to crank the drama back up. Can you actually like make it darker? Yeah, this like... this ended well. We need that to not happen again. Thank but they you. did decide. They did decide to keep Mindy's sister in it, who is objectively a very strange character, which they could have just not used at all. But I think they were like, we have to have some connecting thread. <laughs> so we're gonna get a paranormal investigator. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, very strange. I don't know. Okay, don't know. but I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Certainly, yeah, we do. I'm going to see I've been lulled into a false sense of security with this one. I'm going to come into the next one and you're just going to fucking deck me with like, guess what happens? Bah! Yeah, this one was like such a gentle little kiss on the forehead compared to what we've been through that I'm frankly terrified of what awaits yeah. us because I haven't read that one. So there's a deep fe- it's like when the tide pulls out and you're like, oh, this is pleasant. And there definitely oh won't be gosh, a crushing look wave. At all those, like, look at all those cool ocean animals I can never see. That's so weird. Right? Wow. And then we die. Then the ocean comes to give you a kiss. Little kiss on the face. And it's a wave of kilts. <laughs> oh. Well, Allie McKay, I'm sure, would enjoy that. Um, all right, Brendan. Plug bowls. Do it. Yeah, no. Um uh I always have something to plug, as yeah. you well know. So uh this this is gonna be a call out to the people who make calendars and shelf parts. Like, if you make shelves, then some part of my life in some places revolves around you hmm. and calendars you you help keep us on the weekly track hmm. yep that's it that's what i got that's that's weird you're welcome i came up with this hmm. ahead of time did you <laughs> no i don't know if you could tell by my tone but that was a bold-faced lie yeah well you are a liar i'm used to that yeah um <laughs> okay okay read too many rogue books in my youth what have you got to plug oh i got a lot of things to plug as per usual um so i have stuff coming out um as always we're in the middle of two different serials right now um but so those are cool if you want to read book two in the new protectorate series you can currently by the time this comes out there will be six chapters available those chapters are very long, so if you want some, you can get some. They bang in the first chapter. It's very good. Uh, it's at patreon.com slash worksfabial, along with all the other stuff. I also have a novella, technically. I'm still calling it that, but it's not. Um, coming out, it's a, it's a vampire winter-themed sexy times. Um, with a vampire who's in love with his gardener. Um, that, actually, is going up for, has been up for pre-order for a couple of days now. Um, yeah, it's basically so long that I couldn't justify keeping it on the Patreon and putting it into a novella collection because it is just a novel. Big chunk of um, writing. It's a big old... It's it's what I would call a short novel, but it's far exceeds the bounds of a novella. So either it was like I release it now or as close to now as I possibly can, or because it's winter-themed wait a whole nother year to release it like next October. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. That is, that is not it, fam. Um, so I'm releasing it in January, January 10th. Yes. Um, Something to look forward to for the new year. Yes, I figure like it'll be after the holidays, but still wintry enough that like 
you'll want that last little something. And there's no Christianity in my books. So it's not like it's Christmas themed or whatever. So it's it's just like winter goodness and winter holidayness and stuff and saucy vampire stuff and what all. Um, also, there's a little bit of mafia stuff in it, too. So <gasps> it's pretty good. Which is very much a New Year's theme. Well, of course. We welcome the new year with guns and yeah. crime. Organized crime. It's all about that new business feel. Yes, I agree. Um, so that's pretty much it, fam. I mean, I got like stuff always, you know, where how it is, what it is, and 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 stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. December is gonna be weird. I'm gonna try and do something a little different for December because obviously, like again, I'm gonna be working like crazy during then, so there's not gonna be a whole lot of podcast time. Right. Um. So I'm trying to plan ahead for that. Um. But other than that, you know, catch me on social media. You know how to do that. All the links are below. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Um, we will be back for another Kilted episode after the new year. It's going to be... We have to gird ourselves ready, ready our bodies. <sighs> well, truly, we're going to have to gird ourselves for the last one because after that, we don't have any more. We're going to try yeah. something else to do. This is gonna, that's going to be hard. There are going to be tears. I I have a thought. I've, I'm already scheming for what to do for the next for our next series. Ooh, right now. I'm concerned yeah. for my health and well-being. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> you should be. It'll be uh, bad for you. Oh God, uh, health. Yeah. All right. Well, with that with that ominous note, um, that's the end of the episode. So, catch y'all on the flip side. It's been I so guess. good hanging out with all of you. Oh, yes, this has been good. I just realized I didn't say the name of the book that you can pre-order. It's Empire. Links are below. Make that more Empire. difficult to to hear. Empire! There we go. Empire. So, it is on there. Links, links in there. You know where it is. So, anyway, that's it. That's it the episode. Okay, bye! Bye-bye! Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.